a chance for Mule and Burroughs. They score! And the Mules score! Scores! Three in a row for the Mules! Duke has to put it up at the bunker! It's good! And the Mules win it! Coming to you from Allentown, Pennsylvania, welcome to the Mule and Mules podcast. Each episode, we'll talk to the coaches, staff, athletes, and alumni who make up the Muhlenberg Athletics family and are proud to call themselves Mules. And our guest this week is sports medicine physician Giselle Arney. A 2004 graduate of Muhlenberg College and a four-year member of the women's lacrosse team, Dr. Arney has served as a team physician at UConn and Yale. She spent three years as sports medicine fellowship director for Wellspan Health and has recently started a new venture, Madam Athlete, which is devoted to helping women thrive in careers in sports and athletics. Welcome to the Muhlenberg Mules podcast, Giselle. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. We're recording this on Monday, and today is International Women's Day, and seems like a perfect day, part of Women's History Month as well, but a perfect day to be talking to you about your venture, Madam Athlete, which includes a podcast and some other resources and and things like that, that, that help females. And, you know, if you just look on, on the Madam Athlete homepage, the first things you see are inspiration and empowerment. And I guess that pretty much uh, says what it's all about, but, but why don't you tell us um, how you came up with this idea and, and what, what prompted you to uh, create this Madam Athlete? That's a great question. And it's a perfect day for it. So I'm a sports medicine physician by training and, you know, it's a typically very male dominated field and I've experienced sexism. I've experienced toxic workplace environments. Um, I've also had a really amazing time. I love what I do. I've met wonderful people. Um, but some of the work that I love doing the most was when I was able to mentor my sports medicine fellows. Cause I would train sports medicine fellows who wanted to become sports medicine physicians themselves when I would train residents, when I would mentor my athletes. And it was really that work of mentorship that I loved the most in teaching. And in my career, when I would have difficult times, I would have to go reach out to sports medicine physicians at other institutions because there weren't any that worked with me to go, has this happened to you? What's going on? Like, what are you up to here? And it was such a helpful thing to have this community of women who were so supportive and wonderful. And even though they were at far reaches, you know, I had access to that and it was just so helpful for my own career that for me in starting Madam Athlete, I just knew that I always wanted to contribute more to help women in their careers to like, has I've been helped and taking Madam Athlete and building this has been a way for me to take that mentorship and that teaching that I love to do and to do it on my own terms and to do it outside of the traditional confines of a hospital academic setting um, outside of the university and say, look, this is what I love to do. I can help and I can make a difference and I can do this in a different way that maybe has a chance to reach more people than just the one or two fellows that I have every year. And so I started off with the podcast, the Madam Athlete podcast, which I interview different women who work in sports and athletics. And I interview them about their career journeys and what sort of triumphs have they had, what challenges have they had, how did they get to where they are today? That's kind of the inspiration piece to get inspired by someone else's story, to hear what they've been through. And then this next piece that I'm building is the empowerment. And this is where I'm starting to build courses and create coaching so that women who are interested in these careers 
can have more dedicated teaching and skills to go, okay, how do I work on my perfectionism that's holding me back? How do I deal with motivation versus discipline? How do I navigate toxic work environments? And so this is kind of that next stage that I'm building. And that's the empowerment stage to empower women to kind of take control of their own career, of their own brand, of being able to be their authentic self in a workplace that is typically male dominated and where they're often kind of the only one there. So that's what I've been up to. I'm loving it. It's a crazy new journey going from being a physician to an entrepreneur. It's very different, but I love it. It seems like you're off to a great start. We'll talk about some of the guests you've had on your podcast in just a second, but just reading more from your website, it says, are you a woman with a professional career in the world of sports and athletics? Do you sometimes look around you and wonder where the rest of the women are? Do you wish you could get advice about your career and life from a bunch of badass women who have been there before? So I think uh, the only reason I read that was just so I could say badass. But, um, <laughs> and then it says, welcome to your new community of awesomeness. So I, you know, I think um, you must have felt that this was very much needed for, for, for females who wanted to get in, into the field of athletics. Yeah, it was something that, you know, I could have used. It's something that when you sort of are one of the early ones leading the way, I think it's a wonderful thing if you can take on the responsibility of opening the door and leading others behind you and bringing others up with you. And, um, and I think it's important to have that community um, to help you in your journey, whatever it is. Right. Was there one specific thing that had this been building for a while or was there, there was there one specific thing that made you say, all right, it's time to do this? Uh, that's a great question. I have always been creative as much as I'm, you know, like a science math nerd, you know, I went into <laughs> medicine for a reason. I also, you know, at Muhlenberg, I had a biology major and I had an English and religion double minor. So I'm across the map and I've always thought, you know, could I write? Could I um, teach? Like, what else can I do? And so the, I initially thought I would do a blog and then I realized that I have no photos and photos are like just blogs of words and words I thought would be boring without photos. So I thought a podcast would be like, great, I can just talk. I don't need the photos. And that will be like the perfect kind of fit here. But within the career, I don't even think there was one like specific incident that said, okay, hey, it's, it's time. This is an issue and I need to make this happen. But it, it's just small things that happen on a regular basis where a male colleague will say they're personally offended that I would try to negotiate for more money in my initial salary, where they tell every other male fellow, every other person that, you know, absolutely negotiate hard for your first salary. You have to do this. But when it was me, all of a sudden they're offended because I'm a woman. So it's just been like lots of little things. And again, because one of the things that I just truly am passionate about is teaching, mentoring, especially mentoring my, you know, young female residents and fellows coming up in medicine, that it just sort of seemed like here was a natural way that I could take my skills, take the things I'm passionate about and give back and contribute and build something to help other women who are dealing with the same, the same issues. So it, it kind of was a slow, natural progression to feel like I needed to get this out there in the world. Right. And what you just mentioned about, you know, pushing for a, a larger salary, you know, that's been echoed in other professions. Recently, the article in the New York Times came out about how female economists were subject to more scrutiny than their, than their male counterparts. So, so clearly, this is a, 
a universal problem that goes you know, beyond the scope of athletics. Unfortunately. We've had on our podcast recently, Katie Matan, who is the first female coach of a high school boys basketball team in our area. We had Portia Hoig, who is the first female African-American commissioner in Division Three. She's the commissioner of the Centennial Conference. So, you know, there has been progress. Obviously, we have a, a female vice president of the United States. We had a female official in the Super Bowl. The team that won the Super Bowl had two female full-time assistant coaches. So that has to be encouraging to you that, that there is progress. But I, I guess from your standpoint that you can't take the foot off the gas pedal, right? Got to keep pushing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great analogy. It's wonderful to see the progress. And I think we're seeing that a lot in especially professional male sports. We're starting to see inroads in the coaching in the refing to have women in these spaces. I think I have so many thoughts about <laughs> this, but, but we're not done. You know, we're not equal. We're not getting the same pay. We're not getting the same salary. We're not getting the same respect. We're not getting the same opportunities. We're not getting the same, you know, encouragement. We're not getting the same promotion rates it's across the board. You know, it's worse for women than men. It's, it's significantly worse for women of color. And so I, I still think we're at a place where people who can help and who can make a difference and who want to make a difference, let's go. There's plenty of room at the table for trying to continue to support women in these endeavors. So it's, it's great to see. And I like to use it as sort of motivation to say, awesome, let's keep going. Right. And we'll, we'll talk about your, your podcast in, in just a sec, but I guess we should mention how people can find you. It's, it's madamathlete.com and the madam is without an E. It's, it's just M-A-D-A-M. Is, is there a reason for that or? So I was actually thinking, so when I first started the potential blog, that was right around the time, possibly a month after Hillary Clinton did not win the election. Um, and so in my mind, I was thinking Madam President. And so I'm thinking, you know, Madam Athlete, as both the women involved with sports, not just the athletes themselves, but it's like a mindset. It is a profession. It is a, it's a passion. And so having this sort of athlete, go get him competing, competitive, strong woman mindset with that sort of professional take of like Madam President, Madam Athlete. Um, and funny story, I took French in high school and I spelled it with an E initially and reserved my website with an E and then realized that's actually just the French spelling of madam. But in the United States, we spell madam, M-A-D-A-M, no E. So I have it in both. If you use either website, it will point you to the correct one. But yes, the correct spelling is without the E. Oh, well, there you go. Well, that, that's good for people to know. So head, head, head to madamathlete.com and it doesn't matter how you spell madam. You'll, you'll get <laughs> yes. there. Obviously, your biggest feature right now is your podcast. And just talk about how you go about finding your guests and 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 maybe some of the some of the episodes and, and some of the guests that you're you're most proud of or or happiest with or or that you'd like to direct people to. I have just loved doing the podcast and I'm I'm fully biased. Obviously, it's my podcast. So, you know, hopefully I would love it. But the best thing for me has been meeting all these incredible women who have these just incredible stories, incredible journeys. They've done so much. And it's just, it helps you remember like, hey, yeah, I'm not alone. There's a lot of women here. We've had a lot of difficulties. We're all pushing through. We work together. We're a community. We support each other. So that's really, that's honestly my favorite part. 
and having been within the sports world for so long, initially, I just reached out to the folks that I knew, you know, and said, Hey, some sports medicine physicians that I worked with, some athletic trainers that I worked with sports psychologists that I met at meetings coaches that I worked with. And then I say, Hey, who do you know? That would be a good guest. Like who else do you know? And so it really became this sort of spider web network where I'm reaching more and more of these amazing women through contacts, through people. And it also is a good reminder that having that network and building that support, it's so key. I mean, it's helping me build a podcast, but for anything in your career, if you had that sort of spider web network that you could reach out to when you're having a problem, when you need a new job, when you don't know how to handle a situation, it's all of a sudden you have a hundred women at your disposal. So it's, it's been really wonderful for me. So that's kind of the, how I've gone about getting the guests so far. And it's been great. It's hard to kind of say who are my favorites. I don't even know that I could. I've, everyone has such an incredible story. They're, they're all your um, children, right? It's like asking you to pick your favorite are. child, right? Yes, I know. <laughs> I think last week's episode that came out, episode 31 with Caroline Doty, I just loved. She was an athlete at UConn. Um, she was a women's basketball athlete, won three national championships with UConn women's basketball team while I was there as a team physician. So it was great. I have a few former athletes that like have come on and getting to hear their story and having known them when they were in college and now seeing where they are and how they've built their career. It's just sort of like a proud moment to see how far they've come and what they've done. I've really loved just getting to see that journey and, and getting to check back in with them and in a way that I otherwise probably would not have, you know? Yeah. And the one thing maybe that's a little bit different about Caroline Doty or your guest on your last episode is she she works in marketing now. She, she's not a, many of your guests are physicians. Um, as you mentioned, it's, it's people that you know that you've reached out to and people from different areas of medicine. But Carolyn Doty is, a, is, is in marketing and, and she was able to talk about how she got into that very interesting story about, you know, kind of taking a chance on, on that, but just kind of show, showing the different, you know, the different avenues that are available, you know, to athletes after they, they graduate. Yeah, I, it, I've definitely, the more of the folks that I know do the sports medicine, they're the physicians, the athletic trainers, the nutritionists, sports psych, um, strength and conditioning coaches, but I'm getting to kind of branch beyond that, which is wonderful. And I think one of the themes through the whole podcast with all the women is that almost none of them have had a straight line in their career. And they've taken these turns, they've taken these like twists, they've failed, they've tried something new, they've just decided I didn't want to do that anymore and tried something new. And I think to me, that is also reassuring, you know, as I'm on this new journey to become an entrepreneur, it's like, all right, Giselle, like, you're not crazy. This is a great idea. Try something new, expand your horizons. And here's how many women have done this before. And, you know, a lot of women have really overcome some pretty incredibly difficult things. You know, guests who are homeless, uh, Clea Tucker, she's a physical therapist and she was homeless in high school and she is doctoral of physical therapy and a professor and doing amazing things. You know, I've, I've had women who, you know, just things didn't work out. They felt, or they, they dealt with blatant racism and sexism, you know, Cole Keith, the first black president of the American College of Sports Medicine. She's a professor, academics. Um, she dealt with that. And it's just, it's incredible to hear the story. Sometimes it's awful, but it's, it always ends up being really inspiring of what these women have gone through and, and 
where they've made it to today and how they deal with those things. I think also, because they kind of give advice each episode of how do they handle these issues? Um, and what do they recommend for other women coming up? Yeah. Especially good advice for younger women, especially if they're facing obstacles, whether they're racism, sexism, or, or any obstacles, you know, in, in fact, that just to, you know, to keep, uh, that's with that inspiration and empowerment theme again. Yep. Yep. And it, it's interesting. Your, your very first guest, on the podcast kind of took you back to your Muhlenberg days. It was Carol Cantelli, the head uh, women's lacrosse coach at Gettysburg, recently inducted into the Hall of Fame. What made you decide to, to get her as your first guest? Well, so for the three years that I worked at Wellspan here in New York, Pennsylvania, um, one of my jobs was I was one of the team physicians for Gettysburg College, which was like full circle moment to be <laughs> on the Gettysburg sideline and covering lacrosse. And honestly, it was incredible. Carol is wonderful. You know, it, it, I think day one, I was like, this is weird. I'm on like the enemy turf. Like, what <laughs> am I doing here? But, you know, I just get to say go Berg and it sounds the same. So, <laughs> you know, I'm used to that, but she was wonderful to work with the team. Everyone at Gettysburg truly was wonderful. And it was always just a blast when we played Muhlenberg because I was just like, who am I cheering for? I don't know. This is so exciting. <laughs> getting to see coach Stuckel, getting to see Eddie coach Eddie came out, I think for field hockey, you know, getting to see my old coaches is it's just great. It's like small world moment. Yeah. And, uh, I imagine when it came to women's lacrosse, maybe we shouldn't talk about this. I imagine it was a little bit more fun being on the Gettysburg sideline than on the Muhlenberg sideline for, I mean, for those games I that don't you know played more fun. But <laughs> we won more <laughs> basically all the time. I got my first uh, women's lacrosse national championship ring nice. uh, on the Gettysburg sideline. But, uh, you know, the team was wonderful and they really took me in and they didn't hold it too much against me that I came from Muhlenberg. But honestly, that was because of my coach Stuckel lineage. So they let me slide. There you go. There you go. Good. Well, let's uh, you mentioned about spider web networking and uh there's a little network piece of networking right there right yeah uh, exactly so uh, just thinking back going back to your uh your muhlenberg uh cross career you had not played lacrosse before coming to muhlenberg is that correct yeah i'd never played before i feel like i had this quintessential division three experience that was just perfect you know i played softball basketball soccer growing up in high school i did taekwondo year round i would teach three classes a day take my class as the fourth one at night i i loved it i competed nationally i competed in the junior olympics i had a great time and then in college I, I no longer had anything to do, you know, there wasn't Taekwondo on campus. I was not sure. And then I had Stuckle in my freshman gym class. You had to take like a gym credit and she was my teacher in the fall and she was brand new. That was her first year. The previous lacrosse team, I guess a lot of girls had quit. They didn't have enough members to actually field a varsity team. And she was like, you, you look fit. Have you ever played lacrosse? And I was <laughs> like, no. And she goes, would you like to? And I, and I was like, you know what? Sure. So she taught me how to like throw and catch. And she taught me some of the rules and I practiced over the winter. And then I, you know, started my freshman season in the spring playing varsity lacrosse. And I had the, I just truly had the best time. I, I, that is one of my greatest experiences at Muhlenberg, getting to pay, play on the team, getting to be a teammate, getting to work with coach. I wouldn't trade that for the world. And I mean, my first scrimmage 
so I, I didn't know all the rules yet. <laughs> I thought I did, but I didn't. And one of the rules back then was if any ref blew the whistle, you had to immediately freeze. Um, everyone on the field would have to freeze. I don't think they do that anymore. Speed it up a little bit, but yeah, they have the um, olden days when I'm played. <laughs> you yeah, have they, have, they, they have speed up the game with, with self-starting. Everybody yes. does have to freeze, but it, it's just for a split second. And then you just yeah, start. Right you would freeze for just minutes at a time. <laughs> so, so I remember the first whistle blew in the first scrimmage. And I'm just like, great, I'm going to go get in a good position over there. And the girl that was like on me was like, what are you doing? Where are you going? And I was like, what are you doing? I'm getting in a better spot. And the ref (laughs) yelled at me and I didn't know. And I was just like, oops, I didn't learn that rule yet. Okay. (laughs) But it was a great experience. I, you know, loved my teammates. I, I couldn't have, and coach was wonderful, truly if anyone's listening, considering Muhlenberg as your school to go to for women's lacrosse, Coach Duckle is amazing. You're going to learn a lot of life lessons. She's just wonderful. I really look up to her. And, you know, I got to be a captain my senior year. So to go from never having played at all to getting to be captain senior year uh, is a pretty incredible experience. Yeah. And, and didn't you play goalie in an emergency? In- <laughs> yes. I was the backup goalie because I was one of the biggest girls on the team. I just took up the most space. Like I'm just taller than everyone else. And so I just would have like physically blocked the most shots just by standing there. (laughs) So I got to be the backup goalie. And I think I went in maybe one and a half games. Goalies are nuts. We had amazing goalies, but they're nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Just be honest. They have a whole different mindset. It, it, it does take a special kind of person to, to put themselves in front of people whipping balls at you. Yes. But you're, I bet you're, you're probably better for the experience, right? Yes, definitely. I, it's something you can say you did. And, and you mentioned earlier your academic experience at, at Muhlenberg, where you, you were in a, a variety of fields that, that were kind of cross multidisciplinary, which is something that, you know, obviously is one of Muhlenberg's strengths. A lot of people come to, to Muhlenberg and, and are able to do that sort of thing. Obviously, you went into the medical profession becoming a doctor, but how did that whole multidisciplinary approach help you throughout your time since you've left Muhlenberg? I think, you know, my residency is in family medicine, so I'm a sports medicine physician, but you have to do like a primary field first, and I chose family medicine, and it's also one where you can kind of do anything. You can do injections, you can deliver babies, you take care of old people, young people, you can do family planning, like you can kind of do so much. And so it's something that I'm, I've always loved learning. I'm just curious. I'm interested in all sorts of things. And so even the research that I've done, a lot of folks in medicine that do research really try to narrow down into a specific niche or pathway. And I'm just curious. So I just keep my mind open and have done research on different topics, collaborated with different groups and, you know, having an English background helps with the writing and helps with the kind of translation of the nerd medicine science to patients who do not necessarily have that nerd medicine background. And, you know, starting this podcast, starting this Madam Athlete, this was also, you know, I want to branch out. I like to try new things. I like to encourage, you know, all parts of my brain to be working. And, you know, that was one of the things that I loved about Muhlenberg was I really, I really got to, you know, and sometimes it was difficult. You know, I sophomore year, I took three labs because I wanted to travel abroad. And I did a semester abroad in my junior year in the fall. I went to St. Andrews in Scotland, which again, amazing experience, but sophomore year was a little rough. (laughs) I had, you know, organic chemistry, physics, and bio labs that year, plus two other courses. Cause I was always taking the max load, trying to fit in all of my (laughs) 
anything I could learn that I wanted to. So, but it's been, it, it was great. I don't, yeah, definitely don't regret a thing about it. And I definitely think it has served me going forward to stay curious, to stay interested, to, you know, follow whatever path that just sparks my imagination and feel like I can go after it. Yeah. And now this, this podcast has obviously sparked your imagination. You're going full steam ahead with that. What, can you tell us some of the guests maybe that you have coming up in, in future podcasts, people who want to want to get on board? Definitely. Two, I can tell you're coming up in April that I'm very excited about. Kenza Gunter is a sports psychologist and she works with professional NFL teams, professional WNBA teams, works with NCAA division one universities. She has her own practice, but she's just an incredible woman. She's the first black female president of the association for applied sports psychology. And she's just done so much. And she's just a wonderful human being. She's inspiring. I was ready to just sign up for my own like therapy sessions with her afterwards. I just, (laughs) she was so incredible. So she's really, she's going to be a fantastic guest coming up. And then uh, the week after that is going to be Tina Murray. And she is the vice president of athlete health and performance for the NBA Sacramento Kings. And so she's a strength and conditioning coach by trade, you know, in that spider web network, she used to work at UConn well before me, but you know, I knew the strength and conditioning coach at UConn who trained under her back in the day. And then she was at university of Louisville for, I think, 14 years developing their sport performance program. And is now with the NBA Kings doing pretty amazing things in a very different setting, you know, NBA versus college, but it's pretty incredible. So a lot of good guests coming up. I think those are definitely two to look forward to. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting that with the pandemic coming on people, podcasts seem to have exploded, uh, and, and people have, have more time to listen to them and, and, uh, you know, to have content like that, it, it, it seems like it's good, uh, in, in a strange way, kind of kind of good timing for you um, yeah to be having this podcast definitely yeah. the pandemic has been you know really horrible in a lot of ways for a lot of people I'm not gonna try to play that down at all but I think in other ways there's been a lot of good that's come out of it I, I can say specifically for me having that kind of forced quarantine isolation time has really helped me get this podcast off the ground, given me the time to focus on building that next step, which is that empowerment step of courses and coaching. And, you know, it's even just helped me work out more consistently and be more active and make sure I get on my walks and go outside. And so, you know, there's been a lot of bad things, but I think in other ways, technology's exploded. I'm doing telemedicine now. So I'm still getting to be clinically active while I've otherwise taken the time to build the podcast and build Madam Athlete. And uh, it's been, it's been, you know, great in a lot of ways. That's right. We're talking with Giselle Arney, whose name we mispronounced the whole time she was at Muhlenberg. But before we, uh, before we wrap things up with some, uh, with some questions that will help get, get to tell you a little bit better, why don't you give a little plug for the, for the podcast, where people can find it, how people can follow you and, and, and all that stuff. We'll, we'll just, yes, I'll just turn please. the microphone over to you. <laughs> Great. Yes, please uh, come find Madam Athlete. Um, The website is madamathlete.com. The podcast is on Apple. It's on Spotify, Stitcher, Google, anywhere you find your podcast. It's just Madam Athlete. You can find us on social for Facebook and Twitter. We're at Madam Athlete. And for Instagram, we're at the Madam Athlete. And, you know, I've got new episodes come out every Tuesday. 
and starting to build new content. I have a goals challenge. You know, we talked about Caroline Doty, our recent guest, and she's in kind of audacious goal setter, goes after things. And so I've created a free three-day challenge of figuring out how to scientifically set goals, set goals in the method that has scientific evidence behind it to make you more successful. Um, and so that's a free challenge I have that's already up on the website. I'm working on something about perfectionism right now, and there'll be more things coming out. So follow us, whatever your favorite social media is, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast channel and get some inspiring stories downloaded to you every week. All right. Very good. That was, that was well done. Maybe you can go into marketing like, like Caroline did because did a good job marketing yourself right there. <laughs> Thanks. That'll be my next, next, uh, next job. All right. Well, we're, we're going to wrap this up by asking some getting to know you type questions of you, Giselle. So let's start with this one. What's your favorite quote? Okay, so I picked this quote specifically in honor of today for our International Women's Day. It's by Maya Angelou. So it's, you know, high level quote here, but she says, I love to see a young girl go out and grab the world by the lapels. Life's a bitch. You've got to go out and kick ass. So that is kind of just one of my number one favorites. This is sort of all about what Madam Athlete is about is going out, getting after what you want, having a community to help you do this, but let's go girls. The other quote is from Michelle Obama. She says, there's power in allowing yourself to be known and heard in owning your unique story and using your authentic voice. And I think for me, this has also been a big transition for me, a transformation with the podcast with Madam Athlete, you know, as a sports medicine physician, as a woman, you're sort of constantly trying to be whatever is quote professional, which as a woman is being quiet, is not speaking up, not speaking out, is not being bossy, is not being loud. And so I particularly love this quote of owning your story, using your authentic voice. And for me with Madam Athlete, that's what I'm helping to do for myself, but also for all these other women to share their story, to own their own voice and to really celebrate that. Great. That's, that's awesome. What is the best way a person can spend their time? Oh, this is really tough. I think, you know, as a sports medicine physician, I'm going to have to say moving, <laughs> get moving, get exercise. You know, it does not have to be a two hour session at the gym. It can be walking. It can be taking the stairs. It can be stretching, but I think, you know, staying active, use it or lose it, <laughs> get moving. I think that's one of the best things you can do in the moment to help your mental health, to help you kind of clear some fog, get a little energy burst, but also obviously over your lifetime uh, to be healthy and well. So exercise. Who inspires you to be better? Oh, this is also tough. Um, I think one of my skills is actually to just find inspiration in everyone around me in different ways. And I think that, you know, when I was early on in my medicine career, I had some sports medicine, women physicians that I looked up to, and I just thought, oh my gosh, I want to be just like them. And then as I got farther along and I started to, you know, be on committees with them and work on position statements with them. It's not like the bubble was popped, you know, it's not like they were terrible people behind the scenes, but I just built them up so much. And so I think one of the things that I do is go, you know what, my friend, um, Jody is great at bringing lots of people together. And that inspires me to try that. And my friend, Laura is great at being there for me and listening and being empathetic. And that's a skill that I want to cultivate, you know, and, and my mom, she uh, was a math major in college. She was not allowed to take math finals because the professor 
didn't think that math was for women. And so she would have to sit outside the door and have a classmate pass her a final under the door and she would take it out in the hall and <laughs> turn it in with everyone, you know? And so for all the things that she's overcome and that she has worked through and is just an awesome human being, an awesome mom has always supported me. You know, I, I really love to find the different ways that I can be inspired by the different women around me. Yeah, it's great. I mean, we all have different things that we can teach to each other, you know, in, in this community that you've built here through Madam Athlete. You know, there's certainly a lot of things that, a lot of different voices that can help uh, young women out and, and, and help them become better. So very good. And the next one, we, we, we took right off your description of yourself on the website. You call yourself a voracious reader. So name one book that everyone should read. Okay. So the book that I picked is Mindset by Carol Dweck. Uh, so this Carol Dweck is a researcher and she looks into really growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And I think this is just so important. And this is something, you know, I think we've already talked about, this is me trying a new venture, becoming an entrepreneur. This is me having one major and two minors. This is me, you know, picking up a sport that I had never picked up before. And I think having that growth mindset really can encourage you to do new things, try new things. Don't let fear of failure get in your way. Don't let perfectionism get in your way. I think these are some things that women in particular struggle with. Oftentimes, you know, I think it's sort of a societal pressure. You have to be perfect because you also know that you are going to be judged more harshly as a woman. So it, but it, when it gets internalized and gets in your way and prevents you from going after your dreams, that's a problem. So that is my book. It's recommended for everyone, not just women, but it's about, it's Mindset by Carol Dweck. All right. And last question, Giselle, before we let you go, if you could sit down for a meal with any famous person living or past, who would it be? Okay. So I picked Reese Witherspoon because many reasons. One is that whenever I was really in a slump or struggling or trying to do a new project, if I would ever watch, oh gosh, I'm totally blanking on her movie, Legally Blonde, it would just like get my mojo going. It inspired me. I was like, I could do this. This is great. Um, so that's, one reason, but she, you know, going from an actor to having her own production business, having a book club, she's doing so much. And so much of it is focused on supporting other women, creating opportunities for the women in her field to advance their career. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm trying to do different scale here without the big name behind me, without the makeup and hair team. But I think she's done so much to grow herself and to try new things, take on new things and do it for the mission of helping to support other women that that's, you know, it's something that I'm interested in. I'd love to sit down and talk to her about that. You don't need a makeup and hair team when you're doing podcasts. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm doing a podcast. There you go. There you go. Well, well, that that's great, Giselle. Um, you know, all those answers that you gave to those questions, I think, uh, that, you know, they show you're true to what you're doing and, and you're really invested in it. And, you know, it's, uh, it, it's hopefully you find lots of young women out there who can find the inspiration that, that you're trying to trying to get out there to be successful in their lives. So once again, uh, Giselle Arney, thank you very much for joining us on the Muhlenberg Mules podcast and happy International Women's Day. Thank you so much for having me. Go Mules. The Muhlenberg Mules podcast is a production of the Muhlenberg Office of Athletic Communications with Joe Widener, Zoe Keim, and Marty the Mule. If you have any questions or comments, please send us an email at mulespodcast at muhlenberg.edu or call our pod line at 484-664-4001 and leave a message. We will answer questions in future episodes. The Muhlenberg Mules podcast is available on Apple, 
and Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and review us and recommend us to your friends. For the latest in Muhlenberg College Athletics, please follow us on social media at M-U-H-L underscore S-P-O-R-T-S. Until next week, Go Mules!